We talk a lot about getting a new hire onboarded and acclimatized to the company, but what about the other end of their tenure? Saying goodbye to an employee is never easy, but is there a right way to offboard? This is The Culture Clinic, where my co-founder Joe and I are constantly learning from HR experts on how to build a culture where people love to work. My name is Skay, and I'm one of the co-founders here at Gusto, and I'm joined today by Shelly DaCosta, an HR expert in the rewards and recognition space. Shelly, let's get into this week's topic, offboarding. Is there a right way to say goodbye? So my first question for you is, what's the best offboarding experience that you've ever had, and maybe the worst one as well? Bit of a trick question, because I've always been in human resources, so... Maybe, maybe we <laughs> treat our own better in terms of offboarding. But uh, I, my first one would probably be the, the positive one would be I left the public sector in a role um, and it was my own choice. Uh, so that, you know, obviously contributed to how I was feeling, but uh, it was well handled. People had a party for me, you know. It, um, they actually had a roast, but it it made me feel like I had had a contribution where people talked about what I had done over my tenure there. Uh, I think it worked for the organization about 13, 14 years at the time, treated very fairly, kept in the loop, uh, transparent. I had a lot of say around the terms of how much notice I would give and what I would wrap up and handing off projects, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just felt good. The paperwork, the admin side all went really well. There was a lot of dignity to it. And in fact, I ended up going back to that organization for a small stint a couple years later um, on a part-time basis because it was kind of like going home. It felt it felt good. It was right for me to leave at the time and go on to something else, but it also felt good to come back. And I knew I was welcome to come back. So that was that was a really positive one. The negative one is an interesting one because there it was uh, a private sector organization uh, and I'd been hanging on. A lot of people had told me to leave. I had some headhunters ask me to to move on and come to another organization, but I felt obligated to stick around with my team. And then the next thing, uh, my senior leader called me in and said, you know, the role was going to move. It wouldn't involve me and was going to move to a, a different country. So um, that one was really interesting because it broke all the rules, if you will. Like, you know, in HR, we have some pretty strong rules around how you do this, how you do a, an exit interview or how you how you speak to somebody. You know, if you've got HR in the room, there's got to be another, another witness, have the paperwork prepared all ahead of time, et cetera. And this one broke every rule and probably what got me through it, there was a bit of shock, but I literally felt like I was somebody up Got, uh, you know, judging it, looking down into the room and going, oh, well, that's wrong. And they're supposed to do this. And there's, you know, but it didn't leave a good feeling for me to, you know, remember it right away today and think about it. But leaving my team, that was all wonderful. They still, you know, had a had a party for me and I had a lot of choice, et cetera. The, the, the new leader who, um, you know, conducted the termination, um, they left within days and, you know, it, it was a pattern, let's just say. Um, but would it make me feel like going back and working for that person ever, ever again? Absolutely not. Uh, luckily enough, there were so many other elements of the rest of, you know, the HR team and, and other people, um, that I still, you know, value the product, still value the organization at my time there. So yeah, two quite different stories. Early in my career, um, 
I did an internship and well, I wasn't kind of leaving the organization per se, cause it was kind of a, a separate internship with like a defined end period. One of the things that, um, I really appreciated is kind of like a, a younger person, junior in my career during the offboarding, we did a big feedback session on kind of how I had performed throughout kind of the internship and things, areas that I could improve. Um, and I actually ended up, um, not kind of going back and, and working for the organization again, but I came in and did some consulting, um, in, uh, future summers. So, um, I really appreciated that through, through the offboarding. That, that is such a key piece. It's almost like, and I've coached leaders this way before. It's almost like helping you with your resume. It's almost like saying, hey, Skay, don't forget about when you did this for us and you did that for us and you did this for us. You know, you're an intern, you're moving on to your next role and your next role and your next role. And how great is it for them to give you that feedback and have that conversation so you can remember it and put it on your resume and have it for your next talking points in your next interview. What, what's it in, in for the employer to do offboarding right? Like, why, why should they care? People tend to, you know, think, oh, it's all about the onboarding. It's not about the offboarding. Offboarding is just as important in a way uh, as the life cycle. It's, you know, the two to the two ends to the, the employment life cycle. Uh, the last impression really can be a lasting impression, right? We, we have that lasting impression of those employers we just spoke about and what happened in those final weeks, if you will, or days or, or, or hours. Um, past employees can still be customers. You got to remember that, right? They're going on and um, talking about your product, talking about you as an employer, talking about what it was like there, all of that. They're part of your brand. Uh, and you don't want to burn those bridges. You don't want to burn that. Um, you know, communicate. They're out there communicating. Um, they're out there talking about what their experience was like. Uh, there's always, you know, glass door. There's all of that. How, how does the company want to be remembered? And your offboarding can be a key part of that, whether the person's retiring, leaving on their own, they're leaving as a result of layoffs, whatever. Offboarding is a really key component of how they walk away and how you as an employer will be remembered. And I, I think another big component to it is the impression that it, it provides to the rest of the team, as well as as just kind of like you know, all of their work and who's going to be doing what. And, 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 and so planning that all out is so key to kind of maintaining a great culture for those that are staying, right. And, and having a great offboarding process allows you to kind of maintain, you know, the, the culture that you've invested so much in. Yeah. Yeah. When you see organizations where somebody just disappears, they don't come into work the next day, there's no communications dot, you know, and it runs through the rest of the team or the, the organization in terms of, wow, if that's how they could treat that person how could they treat me what what you know what happened and it, it just it builds so much distrust we just had an employee that um has moved on to kind of pursue some passions and i actually posted on on linkedin about it um it um it it's so key to kind of support people in their kind of life journey in their career and 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 that signals to your like current employees that that you do care about them as people and not just kind of employees of your company yeah next right so with the current economy we're seeing kind of a bunch of layoffs what tips would you have to give a company that is offboarding due to layoffs regardless of it layoffs or involuntary voluntarily terminations what have you those common precepts of, of dignity transparency communications those all have to be there. It's really, really important. And, um, 
you know, I, I think one of the best examples I can give actually is 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 working for BlackBerry on the downside of the slope, right? When we were doing mass layoffs in in the tech field, you know, we learned as we went along. Uh, month by month and got better and better at something as HR professionals, we always say we never want to get good at and that's terminating people. But um, it was all around that dignity piece and how to make this, you know, this was going to happen. How do we make it okay or as, as okay as we can make it? And so one of the first ones was the whole, I call it dignity, but that whole sense of taking away your BlackBerry right away, right? Cutting off your access and, and you know, drop your BlackBerry in the door and come in for this meeting kind of a thing. And so it was like, that doesn't need to happen. What's happening to these BlackBerries anyway? If they're just, you know, going to a, heaven forbid, landfill, what have you, why, why are we letting them keep this? This is a product. They're going to go on to continue to use this product, hopefully. Let them have the BlackBerry. Like it was a simple thing, but we heard from people when that happened, the difference that it made. Uh, by the same token, we actually had group layoffs in certain scenarios with a whole team. And people said they preferred that when we sought the feedback afterwards as to how did that feel as opposed to alone in a room with a leader and an HR rep. Here you were with, you know, 20 other of your colleagues being laid off and went through a slide presentation and then your envelopes to pick up with specific to your, you know, layoff, if you will. And what it meant for you and then opportunity to come back and have further uh, discussion, questions, et cetera. And people said it meant so much to them because then it took away the fact that it wasn't personal. It wasn't just me. This was a layoff. It had to happen. I get it. Everybody's in the same boat. Difficult because now I know I'm going to compete for work with all of those people, but it helped ease some of it. And and so I think, you know, the biggest piece is, is keep checking in as you're going through these processes and finding out what's working and isn't working and always trying to improve it, keep the dignity in place. You know, you, you've, whether voluntarily or involuntary, the, the key precepts, communication, right? You want to communicate out to the other teams what's going on. You want to communicate to the employee what's next, what's going to happen exactly. Customers, there's nothing worse, you know, admin, HR, IT. So all the connections can be made. Um, even senior leadership, there's nothing worse than, you know, somebody be receiving notice and then bumping into a senior leader, you know, half an hour later and they're like, hey, how's that project going, blah, 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 because they don't know that you've just been terminated. Like, you know, so that whole communication piece is really quite massive. Um, there's there's the downside and the, you know, I call it ick side of recovering company assets. You, you know, got to make sure you have provisions around getting laptops and keys and physical data and, you know, physical and data back from people, you know, whether it's a password or it's this or that, that changing it, that's part of that transparency so that they understand, hey, I'm not doing this to be, but, you know, we have to protect certain things in the organization. This is the way it is. So it's kind of like, here's your BlackBerry, go ahead, keep it, use it, et cetera. Your access will be cut here, but so-and-so has been notified and you can still contact this and you can still use it for HR matters, what have you. Um, security and documentation, right? So there's your admin, there's passes, paperwork, the, the paperwork, like just treating people with dignity. I once asked about paperwork uh, in that scenario before, and the person said, I've been so busy, I'll get to it. And it's kind of like, that's not appropriate, right? <laughs> like you want that person to feel like all your attention has been to making this go well for them, because this is it's critical, right? Uh, emotions are high. It's it's a tough scenario, no matter how you look at it. 
So we're all about trying to make it better. And then there's an engagement component as well, too. Like what are, you know, the farewells that can happen? Is there an alumni association you can put the person in? Are there there parties to be held, celebrations, so that they leave on a better note than just you've been laid off and here's your package. And so what what if you're offboarding someone due to performance issues? Is it possible to make that a positive experience or is it really hard? It's really hard. It's it, that one's a lot more difficult. You know, the key still is to maintain dignity. It's really emotionally charged for the for everybody involved. Um I think it's it's how to structure it. Uh, because nine times out of 10, if it's a scenario where you're saying we're going to part ways and we're going to part ways right now, um, if it's massive shock, that person wants to talk about what all they did wrong, what all the performance issues are. Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why. And, you know, our guidance usually in human resources is now is not the time and the place that we can follow up. We can have another meeting once all of this is sunk in. But when the decision's been made, the decision's been made. You know, time for those conversations is a couple of months or weeks back when we were talking about performance issues that would kind of lead to this scenario. Um, it's always going to be difficult, but there's still compassion. Uh, you can still provide outsourcing. You can still provide fair packages, depending on what the scenario is. It's very, very rare that you're terminating for performance and there's not still some, you know, regard to a, a package or um, keeping somebody whole for a period of time. Um, unless it's something like cause, in which case, you know, if you're terminating for cause, it's usually pretty instant and it's just negative. That's all there is to it. Um, but I think that the dignity is really important because other employees are watching how you treated that person, right? Uh, and there's huge risk and liabilities as well, too, for people if you are not letting them speak and, and treating them carefully and, you know, ensuring that they feel okay leaving the premises and, you know, you don't have security walking them out and in front of everybody and, you know, not allowing them to go back and get their coat at their desk and things like that. Like, you know, some, there's some hard and fast, you know, what used to be HR rules in the place. We have to challenge those sometimes. Like, what's the purpose behind that? What is that going to do other than scare everybody else around? Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds it. (laughs) So at the other end of the spectrum, Shelley, how would you approach someone moving on to a new opportunity? So that's that's that one's so different. It, but I still believe you have to have that positive approach. This is where it's really important for leaders to understand how important onboarding is. Because nine times out of 10, that person's not going to HR and saying, hey, guess what? I'm, I'm leaving to go to such and such an opportunity. They're going to their leader. And leaders need to understand their reaction. You know, take a beat, settle down. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. They may be shocked, but be careful because this is really important. You know, you you might feel like it's a slap. Why are you, you're leaving me? You're leaving the organization. How dare you? But hear them out and listen. You know, again, it's that lasting impression. Never close the door to the person returning. The ideal scenarios are exactly the one you spoke about, Skay, recently and mentioned on LinkedIn, where the organization is happy and excited and supporting that person with celebrations. You know, they've, they've found their next step, their next move. They want to go on. I've seen leaders be negative on that. And the employee is just going for another job in the same organization. But they still feel like it was a personal, you know, leave to them. As opposed to being positive about it, thinking, okay, they're going to go on and they're going to get some more experience and they're going to go somewhere else. We keep that door open. We still maintain those relations. They may come back here, bring all that knowledge and whatever they've gained back to this organization. 
you know, it's just, it's really a great opportunity. And it's another opportunity to, as well to, you know, treat dignity and transparency because there's still maybe scenarios where, you know, well, we have to cut off your access or whatever. But it's also, I, you know, see scenarios where people are like, well, okay, well, you're leaving, so I'm not going to have you at this meeting, or I'm not going to have you at that meeting, or, you know, it's, or, or not going to give you any more projects for the next week, you know, et cetera. And it's important for people, for, for leaders to not just understand that, you know, they're not leaving them, they're leaving the organization and they're leaving for a new opportunity. So this is a positive thing. But leaders also need to understand the culture of the organization and the culture of the region. So sometimes in a global organization, I've seen a scenario where a leader was from one country where, you know, you go and garden leave if, if you're leaving and you're giving significant notice. Whereas in Canada, which is where this employee worked, they gave two weeks notice and said, hey, I've got this opportunity. In fact, I think they might've been going back to school and this is what I'm doing. And the leader was incensed like they, they were, I had to take them aside and say, no, like this is common here. It's okay. What they've done is actually great. We, you know, the two weeks notice is more than they really even have to give. It's a nice to have, but culturally they thought this person was just horrible. And so it left that employee felt they could feel that from that leader and had to come and talk to me and say like, she's so angry with me for leaving. And, and, you know, it made, it made it difficult as opposed to a positive experience. And so on that note, if an employee lets you know that they're leaving, is it worth trying to kind of convince them to, to stay at the organization or is it too late? A lot of times it depends on the reason. I almost always would say it's too late because you know I've seen a scenario where the leader talked them into staying and then you know, another, a month later, they left anyway. Like it, it just, you know, so, you know, here the leader was like, yes, yes. You know, as some people try to put like a retention or a stay bonus in or dangle financial scenario to have them keep or have them stay with the organization, I find their minds usually made out, made up and emotionally they've already left the organization if they're coming to the leader. Now, that being said, I once personally had an employee indicate that they were leaving and I knew they had a horrible commute. And so they found another job and were telling me about this other job. I knew it was going to be much closer to home for the person. And so I was full of nothing, but, you know, I'm really sorry to see you go. And I loved when we worked on such and such a project together, but good for you, all the best, et cetera. And I found out later that they were very incensed and hurt that I didn't do all I could to have them stay. Uh, and I thought that was, fant- you know, really, really fascinating because it, you know, it spoke a little bit about them and, and maybe, I don't know, people's, people's insecurities and in the role and things like that. But I knew it, you know, the commute was just going to, get better, get worse on this person. Uh, we weren't in a scenario where people were working from home or hybrid working or anything back then. And, you know, it turned out a, a great situation down the road, but I always find it very interesting that you kind of, you know, you always want to, do you, is this for real or do you want me to react? <laughs> Are you really leaving? What sort of kind of problems do you get into trying to kind of negotiate on on more salary or whatnot um like have you, have you ever seen that kind of be successful <laughs> very rarely quite honestly and yet it's so common for us particularly in rewards to get the phone call from the leader that says uh so-and-so's told me that they're leaving they're going to so you know such and such a job for fifty thousand dollars more i want to give them sixty thousand dollars more can we do this um i need to keep them this is what's happening etc and you know it's 
very rare that it works. You know, we may go up to the senior leadership. I will always recommend, no, it's not a great idea. Unless, you know, um, there was an administrative mess in terms of that person's job was in being reevaluated. You know, it got tied up and that promo was going to happen anyway. And the person finally just got so tired and said, well, I've been waiting for it. Nothing's going to happen. So can we escalate that? And they really want to stay. Then I've seen it kind of work. But if it's just so-and-so is going to pay me more money, what are you going to pay me? I've actually seen it backfire because we process and then they quite honestly go to the other organization and say, well, can you match it? Or can you buy me out of this retention? Or can you, right? Like it just, it right? Once they've made up their mind to leave, it's rare that it is really the money that's causing it. This has been a, an awesome conversation. Thank you for kind of all of your insights. Uh, any any kind of last takeaways for anybody on kind of how to how to do offboarding the right way? I think just put yourself in their shoes. You know, be be compassionate and and think back to when it worked for you and it didn't work for you and what was wrong and how can you do it right because it's really important. If you want to create a culture that no one wants to leave, check out Culture is the Ultimate Advantage. It's our free guide on how to create an environment that attracts, engages, and retains your people. Click the link in the description to get your copy. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow us so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to recognize somebody for a job well done today. Mujo Gusto.